General Tomoyuki Yamashita toasted the group for the final time. A hundred and seventy-five men stood before him in the dimly lit underground chamber, all engineers, specially selected, each having accomplished his task to perfection. They'd performed so well and so fast that he'd ordered a celebration. Fried brown rice, boiled eggs, grilled sweet potatoes, and dried cow's meat, all washed down with copious amounts of sake. For the past two hours, they'd sung patriotic songs and shouted banzai, long life, until they were hoarse. All the harshness of war had been set aside for a few precious hours. He'd been reassigned to the islands last October, charged with stopping the rapidly advancing American forces. Prior to that, he'd led the Imperial Army during the invasion of Malaya and the Battle of Singapore. Both resounding victories. He took pride in how Churchill had described the fall of Singapore. The worst disaster and largest capitulation in British military history. But everything here had gone wrong. Now he was doing nothing more than delaying the inevitable. The war was lost. MacArthur had returned. Japan was isolated. And he was trapped in the mountains north of Manila, low on supplies, with the Americans rapidly closing in. For the past few months, he'd been less a military commander and more a miner. And banker, taking deposits building vaults, securing their presence for future withdrawals. For you, he said to the engineers, his metal cup held high, and a job well done. Banzai! They echoed his good wishes. The underground chamber around him was the largest they'd constructed, perhaps as much as 20 meters square, illuminated by battery-powered bulbs. Rectangular bronze boxes, filled with gold bars, were stacked eight high against the walls, each bar around 75 kilograms and individually marked by weight and purity. A little under 37 million total kilograms, an enormous amount of wealth. And there were 174 other buried vaults, each containing a similar hoard of treasure, all plundered from Asian countries, starting with China in 1937. More came from Korea, Thailand, Burma, French Indochina, Cambodia, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Timor, Indonesia, and New Guinea. National treasuries, banks, religious shrines, private estates, museums, factories, homes, galleries. Anything and everything had been looted a grand larceny of wealth that had been accumulated by its owners for thousands of years. A lot of it had already made it to Japan. The rest was to go by sea. But the Americans had stopped that redistribution with a submarine blockade. No way now to ship anything, much less something as heavy and bulky as gold. So, another way had been conceived hide it all in the mountains of Luzon, and come back for it after the war. The plan had been formulated at the highest level, all the way to Emperor Hirohito himself. Several of the lesser royal princes had headed teams of thieves that had fanned out across the conquered territories, 
But the emperor's charming and cultivated brother, Prince Chichibu, had supervised the overall plunder, along with its secreting away, naming the entire scheme King no Yuri, Golden Lily, after a poem the emperor had written. To each of you, Prince Chichibu said, his metal cup raised. The emperor extends his thanks for your dedicated work. He wishes great blessings to you all.